Olá, boa noite. Welcome to our second podcast. My name is Carla Sabala and I'm with... Marlon Sabala. That's right. And we have gotten some feedback from the first podcast and we are going to try to make it a little bit more fun, still using the same uh, methods we have used for the first one. That's correct, right. So each little lesson we'll try and introduce new words. Obviously, this is only the second one, so we're going to try and introduce simple words, things that you're likely to use uh, once you, you are in Portugal or Brazil. Um, but yeah, it should, uh, should be good. Hmm. So what's the theme for today then, Carla? Well, we'll be asking um, for directions, really, for a particular uh, place. So today we're going to uh, ask where we can find the nearest chemist. Okay. All right. So we'll then go from there. Yeah. All right. Whenever you're ready, Carla. Okay. So, sorry, you're going to play the the person on the street asking for directions. The uh, tourist, yeah. Right. And I'm going to play the chap in the street, walking about. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. Desculpe. Boa tarde. Tarde. Onde fica a farmácia? Ao fim da rua. Vire à esquerda. A farmácia fica à sua direita. Desculpe. Pode repetir? Bom, a farmácia fica lá. Para você, não tem nada que enganar. É, vai, por exemplo, à frente. Quando chegar ali ao sinal vermelho, vira à esquerda. Aos depois, há de ver ali... Não? Ok, muito obrigada. Alright, so we're now in the pharmacy, Carla. Ok. Olá, boa tarde. O meu marido tem uma constipação. Há quanto tempo? Há dois dias. Ok. Hmm. Experimente isto. Quanto custa? 3 euros e 5 cêntimos. Vou levar. Obrigada. Alright, so that small, but there's a lot of information we can take out from that, mm. yeah? All right, so should we break it down a little bit, Carla? Yeah, okay. So I should be saying, um, in English, it's um, I'm sorry or excuse me for the school, and then uh, good afternoon is boa tarde. So um, if you want to say excuse me in Portuguese, you should be saying desculpe, desculpe. Desculpe, boa tarde. Boa tarde. Desculpe, boa tarde. Got it? All right, so the way I answered was sort of a, a shortened way of boa tarde. I just said tarde, which many people would say in Portugal. Drop Much like you would word. do here, right? Just Afternoon. Morning or something yeah, like that. Right? That's right. So tarde is the greeting in this case. That's right, yeah. So the next line would be where is the chemist? Onde? Onde? Fica. Fica. Onde fica? Onde fica? A A Farmacia, what are you laughing at? Laughing at anything. Farmacia. <laughs> Let me do this again. Farmacia. Farmacia. A farmacia. 
Onde fica a farmácia? Onde fica a farmácia? In case you weren't absolutely sure, you're supposed to repeat after Carl. Sorry, I may have not given them enough time. That's all right. They, they, they'll have to learn quickly. Um, all right, good. So, if you notice there, farmacy is very similar to the English word pharmacy. Okay, mm. so you, you'll probably get some of these words even by just association. All right, so the gentleman uh, giving directions, the first time he gave, it, gave the, the lady pretty simple directions, he said, Ao fim da rua, vir à esquerda. A farmácia fica à sua direita. So let's break it down. Ao fim da rua vira à esquerda. At the end of the road, turn left. The pharmacy will be on your right. A, a farmácia fica à sua direita. So, at the end of the road, ao fim, ao fim da rua, da rua, ao fim da rua, then turn left, vir, vir à esquerda, à esquerda, vir à esquerda. And all in all, ao fim da rua, vir à esquerda. So now the pharmacy is on your right. A farmácia, a farmácia, fica à, fica à, sua, sua, direita, direita. A farmácia fica à sua direita. Excellent. All right. So, is there anything that we ought to explain there? Uh, I mean, it's pretty clear. Esquerda is means left. left. Mm -hmm. Direita is right. Is mm. that? And notice you always use a little a esquerda or a direita. Sim. E também uh, o verbo ficar, não é? A farmácia fica à sua direita. Uh, you are embora... speaking all in Portuguese, you realize that. Okay, <laughs> I forget. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, the verb ficar um, uh, translates literally um, into English to become, but sometimes in sentences like this, it can be translated into the verb to be. Maybe a little bit too deep, as in the pharmacy is or will be on your right. So, to be, even though we are using the verb ficar, which literally means to become, but sometimes it will translate into to be. Did you right. get that, Marlon? Yes. Never really thought about that one, did you? Well, you're the teacher. I'm just here to <laughs> help out. My assistant. Right, go on, Carla. Okay, então, uh, so then, we should say, um, if we don't understand what they're saying, we could say, I'm sorry, can you repeat? Desculpe. So, as we said, desculpe translates into, I'm sorry, or excuse me. 
So in this case, you mean I'm sorry. Desculpe. Repeat after me. Desculpe. Pode. Pode. Repetir. Repetir. Pode repetir. Desculpe. Pode repetir. Okay, so then the gentleman repeated, but in a not in a way that you would understand anyway, so we won't translate that bit. Um, so you then simply acknowledge their help. Okay, muito obrigada. Okay, muito, muito, obrigada, obrigada, muito obrigada. All right, so that literally, muito is much, obrigada is like the oblige, so much oblige, that's literally what you're saying, isn't that's it? That's right, yeah. Which All the right. man will say, de nada, won't he? You're welcome. Yeah, de nada, we de should nada. have added that. Just like the Spanish. Yeah. Uh, so now you eventually found a little pharmacy mm. uh, or chemist and you greet the person with Go from there, Carl. Yeah, so I'll come in and I'll be saying, hello, good afternoon. My husband has a cold. It sounded like my husband had a constipation in Portuguese. Let me repeat for you. Olá, boa tarde. O meu marido tem uma constipação. I have actually made that mistake when I first moved into this country. That was a th slightly embarrassing. I told everybody, I told the whole world I was constipated when I meant I had a cold. Never mind. Well, it sort of is a constipation, just on yes, your respiratory your... organs instead yes. of your other organs. I anyway. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, hello, good afternoon. Hola, boa tarde. Hola, boa tarde. My husband has a cold. O meu... O meu marido, marido, tem, tem, o meu marido tem uma, uma constipação, constipação. Olá, boa tarde. O meu marido tem uma constipação. Olá, boa tarde. O meu marido tem uma constipação. Ok, good. So we've acknowledged that he's got a cold. So the man at the chemists will then ask, as they often do, how long has this been going on for? The simpler way of putting this in Portuguese would be Há quanto tempo? For how long? Há quanto? Há quanto? Tempo? Tempo? Há quanto tempo? All right. Okay, and the answer could be, it's been two days. Ah, 
dois dias. Há dois dias. Há dois dias. All right. So the chemist will find something there and he'll say, Okay, try this. Okay. Experimente isto. Experimente. Experimente isto. Isto. Okay. Experimente isto. Try this. So obviously I will want to know how much. So we can just say quanto custa? Quanto? Quanto custa? Custa. Quanto custa? How much? Yep. Uh, a few numbers here for you. So it will cost uh, three euros and five cents, right? Now that would be in Portuguese três euros e cinco centimos. Três três euros euros três euros e cinco cinco centimos centimos três euros e cinco centimos hmm. I'll take it, thank you Vou levar Vou levar Levar Vou levar Obrigada Vou levar Obrigada. All right, good. So we can build on that on future lessons. I think that's mm. pretty good for today. Is, is it, was there something from last week that you wanted to just add? Yes, uh, I wanted to um, tell our listeners that, yes, when we ask for an espresso in Portuguese, uh, many people ask for uma bica, but it's also common to ask for um café. A coffee, meaning an espresso. Un café. Right. Okay. But they'll understand you. Absolutely. Either yeah. way, right? Unless yeah. you... I don't know. If you, went, if you went to the... I lived in Madeira for a few years. I think if you said bica there, they'll be a bit confused. I'm not sure. There might be, yeah. I think apparently Ma it's... Uh, okay, Mabica. <laughs> That's what they would say. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might not they even understand them. They have a very strong them. accent yeah. in Madeira, by the way. That, the Azores is even worse, but... Um, I can tell that when my mom meets with all the family members, you know. Yeah, it gets a little. Just crazy. to give you an idea, for example, airport in Portuguese would be aeroporto, right? But in Madeira, they'll say aeroporto. Okay. <laughs> aeroporto. Yeah, with a funny voice like that. With a funny we? voice as well, but uh, in some words, they're completely different. So it really depends where you go. Mm. Um, especially for a learner, you know, if if you're studying in Portuguese, it really would throw throw you off mm. completely. Could I just say, I think... You, you can say, Carla. Thank you. 
Uh, we have mentioned number one, haven't we? When we said uma constipação, uh -huh. that is the feminine way of saying one, because in Portugal we have, or in Portuguese, we have masculine and feminine. And uh, the masculine way uh, is um, which I think we have mentioned on the first uh, podcast. So today you have learned a few numbers. Um, dois, três... So we're missing number four, so I thought we might as well teach our listeners number four. All right. Okay, so let's see. I was thinking, trying to think of something with with four bits, but I can't. Anyway. A car with four wheels, I don't four know. Four wheels, yeah. Four wheels in a car. Anyway. Quatro. Quatro. There's an Audi with... With the name like that isn't like a four four wheel drive. They call it a quattro, I think, or something. I have something no along those idea. Uh, all right, so we come to our bit <coughs> where we talk. <coughs> a bit of a frog there. We talk <laughs> a little bit about it. Uh, My uh, husband uh, is has a cold, isn't it? How no, I don't have a cold. That's not true. Okay. Um, a little bit of a research for you. I, I think I think this is uh, an interesting one. Um, I've been reading a little bit about. Uh, brain plasticity. If you've never heard of that expression, uh, all our brains, it is now well understood, are, are plastic in the sense that they can adapt. They're a bit like plasticine or Play-Doh, if you think of that. Um, depending on your needs and depending on perhaps a bit of a trauma that you might have had, either physical or not, or psychological, the brain can adapt to that. It can grow different neurons to uh, to deal with a certain situation, which is fantastic. Uh, now, how is that going to help you with learning a language? Well, for example, it is understood now that one of the best treatments for somebody who has a stroke, let's say you have a stroke, um, by a stroke, of course, you mean that uh, blood clot goes into, um, goes into your brain and blocks uh, blood flow to a certain area of your brain. So you know, whatever's behind that, that blockage is dead. So the neurons are now dead. Now, imagine that because of that blockage, because of that new uh, ne necrosis, uh, that your left arm is left unusable, right? Because the part of your brain, the map of the brain that control that arm is gone. You all mean right? paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, so you can't move it. Um, the best way of treating that, it is now understood, is actually to immobilize your right arm or your good arm. What that will do is that will force the brain to find another area in it to then map the left arm and you'll start to use it again. Maybe not to the full extent, not, not to 100% uh, rehabilitation, but you will certainly see an improvement. The, the, if you did not do that, if you did not immobilize the right arm or the good arm, because you would always be using it and relying on it, the brain would have no reason to be plastic to adapt, if you know what I mean. So what you're trying to say, how does that apply to our learning Portuguese? Right, or any other language. When you learn a language, it is best to be immersed in that language. So be Expose yourself as much as you language. can. Yes, a bit like that arm. If you, if you know your good language, your native language, and if you have the opportunity to use it, you will rely on it, and the brain won't have any reason to push itself to learn the new language. So one of the best ways of learning a language, 
is to actually go to that country where the language is spoken. And you're going to be completely forced Mm. to speak the language. Mm. And the brain will find a space. Not, it won't be, uh, it's funny because the brain won't um, save that new language, if I can use that word, in the same area as the native language. That's why we can never have a perfect accent after the age of 12 or thereabouts, because it's actually saved in another uh, section of the brain. But it will force the brain to find a way of putting that memory there. Mm. Um, I mean, not everybody has the possibility of traveling to another country. but Or to stay as long or long enough to learn the language. So what could we advise, uh, advise our listeners, uh, you know, what can they do to expose themselves um, to, um, to whatever language they want to learn? Obviously, mm. speci- we're talking about Portuguese. Yeah, well, there's many things you can do. Um, part of it, I suppose, is is your attitude towards things. If you know somebody that speaks the language, then force yourself to speak that language. Mm-hmm. Don't always rely on the on the uh, on the English if if this is your main language. Um, but there's a lot of stuff you can do. I mean, yeah. a lot of people we know, quite a few people that got Portuguese television at home, uh, and you can do that today just by using internet services. You can yeah. get radio. I often listen to Portuguese radio, so I don't lose the language. Uh, on a daily basis, uh, there's a lot of stuff you listening can do. to music, Portuguese music. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Reading books. Uh, I make sure that whenever whenever I go to Portugal, I get at least a book that I come back and read through. Start with basics, even if it's children's books. Yeah, it's a beginning, uh, and then you can get into. Um, more complex books yeah. when it comes to um, the writing. One thing that is very well understood is that you will not learn it unless you're some sort of a genius. You will not learn a language unless you expose yourself to that language for a couple of hours a day, mm. minimum. So uh, audiobooks actually would be a good idea, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, audiobooks are great. Really good. Yeah. But normally the radio I listen to is, is sort of like BBC4 sort of radio. Radio that I know is well... Um, it's got a good language uh, and it won't be heavily music based there will be a lot of conversation and a lot of narrative uh, so yeah that, that's my tip for today plasticity of the brain plays a huge part in learning a language that's and knowing brilliant. that that's there can help you all right carla yes, is there well, anything else that you want to say uh, not really i just hope that uh, you have uh, enjoyed our podcast right and i uh, hope to see you or to uh you won't see them. No. Well, they can do because to, uh, if they want to learn more. Yes, they can book a free lesson to start with, can't they? Uh, yeah. With Portuguese with Carla. So you, all you have to do is go on portuguesewithcarla.com. Uh, but yeah, I hope, um, you know, you can get to listen to us real soon, which yeah, I'm sure we'll, you will. We'll try and put one of these out, hopefully every week, um, as time allows. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. Cheers. Ciao. Ciao.